The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Trigger warning. The following episode contains descriptions of graphic violence and adult language. Viewer discretion is advised. I'm Danielle. I'm Max. And each Wednesday, we crack open a bottle of wine and dive into some thrills, chills, and spills. This is Innocent Till Tipsy. I'm at such a loss as to how to start this episode because this was like a journey. It's a mess. Yeah. Like, I don't know. You sent me, and either you or our producer Sasha sent me, like, that link. Oh, yeah, girl. And I was like, what the fuck? I tried to plant that seed, like, a couple times. You did? (laughs) I was like, well, the ABC, like, sometimes I find, like, little articles a little bit, like, hard to, like, follow when you're just, like. So, yeah. So, I, yeah, watching stuff about it, I was like, what is even happening in this true crime case? And then I got, like, intrigued, and I wanted to know more, so I bought this book, which I'm going to be referencing an awful lot. So this book is actually by Leslie Rule. Do you recognize the Rule name at all? No. Okay. Should I? Yes. Oh, God. Um, If you like true crime, which you've told me you do. Okay, yes. Do you know who Anne Rule is? Oh, yes. This is her daughter. No way. Yeah. That's crazy. Runs in the family. Yeah. For those who don't know, Anne Rule um, is a renowned true crime author who used to be friends with Ted Bundy, and you didn't know that? I don't know. I It's up here somewhere sometimes, okay? Well, she was friends with Ted Bunny before, obviously, anyone knew he was a serial killer. That's what got her started into oh. true crime. So they actually worked at a suicide prevention hotline, which is so strange that a serial killer was working at a suit. But um, he used to walk her to her car oh. at night because there were some dangerous people, you know, out and about. Oh, my God. And to make sure she All got the there safely. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Saving lives. Ted Bundy. Yeah. So she she dove into like the true crime atmosphere and I guess Leslie's following in her foot her footsteps. Wow. This is a very engaging read. It oh, was, I bet. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Wild. So you Ooh. know about this case. Like, of course. I do. Okay. So again, mm. I know bits and pieces. I know what our news covered. I know what like, I know what I've seen in documentaries. I'm excited to hear your deep dive research about this. Yeah. So for those who don't know, we film in Nebraska. So this case is actually based out of Nebraska. So Mm -hmm. something you're very like familiar with. Yep. Yeah. Speaking of out of Nebraska, we thought we would pair this with a Nebraska (laughs) winery um, outside of Omaha, um, Springfield. And so Nebraska has wineries few and far between. So we're going to give this a shot. Um, The wine store said good things. Yeah. So we'll see. Um, It's a cab salve. Again, it's a red blend. And it's semi-sweet, and we're going to taste it, so I'm not going to give you any hints yet. Oh. Um, How much was this one? Uh, this is $18. So oh, big So we're getting closer from, yeah. to that $20 mark here. There we go. Um, yeah, let's taste it, and then I will tell you. I'm going to put. You can tell me what you taste. Your palate was spot on last time, so. That was wild. Wild. Let's see if you still got it. Let's go. A nice afternoon drink. Cheers. Cheers. Remember, it's three sips. Taste. All right, three sips. After my coffee breath, I'll see if I can. I'll be like, hints of coffee. It smells oh. really good. It smells really good. I was good. not expecting this for a couple of reasons. You'll see why. 
It's like sweet. It's like juice sweet. Semi sweet is a understatement. Um, this is sweet. Yeah. This is not a cab salve. You said it was semi dry. No. Um. No. Very sweet. Dry at all to me. Grapes. I taste grapes. I taste grapes. Um. Okay. I think I know a little bit of why we taste what we taste. Could be wrong, but this was produced in stainless steel. Um. It's not. It doesn't say if it was like aged in oak or not or any of that. So, mm. I mean, that's why I don't taste anything that's like deep or chocolate or cocoa or anything like. I don't even dark. see any legs. <laughs> I don't leg conversation. I, I like was it. Like, like, no, it's just, it looks like sugar on the side, like TBH. Um, yeah. All right. Mm. There's not much information on their site. You can order it online. Um, through them, I mean, it's not bad. It just—it's um, unexpected. It, it does taste like super, like sugary to me. Mm-hmm. Very sweet. Sorry for talking into my glass. Um, yes, it tastes like, like very sweet, like juice. Yeah. Don't you think it tastes like? Well, I think I think cranberry juice because of the way it looks and because it's so sweet. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Not sour though. Not like that though. No. It's so interesting too that it's like fizzy there. Not fizzy, but you know what I mean, like bubbles. Hmm. Okay, interesting. So an only eleven percent alcohol too. I think that's oh. also why it doesn't give you like the alcohol burn feel. Like it's sweet and it's not like yeah. dry and alcohol. Yeah. So. Um, so an interesting Nebraska wine for an yeah. interesting Nebraska Worth a try. case. <laughs> so it's twenty twelve. Dave Krupa is thirty four years old and he just got out of a twelve year long relationship, which he had two kids like intermingled in right he's back on the dating scene (laughs) he's back on the dating scene he's out there baby so um a lot of places report that this was his ex-wife dave was never married to amy so i don't know why people report that because he had kids with her i think maybe and it was like 12 years that's a long relationship um by all accounts him and amy were trying to co-parent successfully the relationship ended because dave has like this fear of commitment so when he was in high school, his high school girlfriend cheated on him. So okay. yeah, he I like it sucks that that affected him so much because Amy. Seemed, now there's two kids involved too. Oh, two, yeah. And um, Amy kind of thought time was on her side. Like he'd eventually put a ring on it, you know. Mm-hmm. But she realized after she had her second child with him, she just had her child child placed in her arms, and she said, you know, very emotionally, "I love you" to Dave, and Dave said, "Thank you." Oh, God, 12 years in and two kids in. Okay. So she was like, okay, I guess this is done. So in 2012, Dave had moved just 20 minutes away from the family home in Omaha, Nebraska. Okay, just down the road. Down the street. Yeah, not far away at all. Also, um, oh, feel free to, like, jump in every now and then if you have, like, some fun I'm facts. I'm so excited. Yeah, interrupt me. Um, But, yeah, so Dave's living in pretty much a barren apartment. Like, he's a bachelor. He didn't take anything from home because yeah. his kids, you yeah. know, like, what he's not going to yep. take their furniture and, like, whatever. He, Dave seems like a really great guy, TBH. Like, yeah, and I think even knowing what mm-hmm. I know about him now and after, like, all of this, like, yeah, he seemed like a pretty normal, down-to-earth guy. Like, yeah. th- that family situation aside, like, he's just a guy trying to date. Yeah. Actually, I was, like, wondering, like, so all these women, like, eventually end up falling for Dave. I was like, what? I don't know. Like, you look at him, and yeah, he's handsome, but he's not like, like, I wouldn't walk into a room and be like, captivated, right? <laughs> he's just, he's just normal Dave. Yeah. He looks like a chill guy. He's vibing. Yeah. 
So at this point, just separated, um, you know, in this barren apartment, his days started to consist of work, seeing his kids, then going home. So yeah, it's like he just goes home. He just goes to work, goes home, sees yeah. his kids, goes back to work. Like yeah, he works at a mechanic shop. Yeah, yeah. he's a manager of an auto mechanic shop. Yeah. So he, uh, yeah, he's getting pretty lonely. So of course he wants to get back out there. He signs up for plenty of fish. So as he's on there, he's, he didn't really want like any kind of commitment, right? He, I mean, he just got out of a 12 year sure. long relationship, which he didn't commit to. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, yeah, it's Dave. not in it for the commitment. Dave seems nice, he's but it would like, not the date. companionship and like dating. Yeah. 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 And he doesn't want to, like Dave would say he didn't like sleep around. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like he, well, he was sleeping around, but it wasn't like random people he was sleeping with. Right. He wanted to like get to know them. Yeah. Yeah. And like then, like, companionship. Yeah. And just, like, like friends with benefits, part, yeah. but like multiple friends. <laughs> Yeah, but he wasn't Go like Dave. a player, player of all players. Like no. just like he let them swipe know. in, right? Like yeah, yes. No. All of the women in his life knew that like they yes. were not his serious partner. That he had no intention of yeah. making them his serious partner, and that's very important to note. Mm-hmm. Um, especially since he felt like if Amy wasn't the person, then who exactly would be? You know what I mean? Yeah. So he's just you know he's just needing some company. Um. On Plenty of Fish, he would meet a woman named Shanna Liz Goliar. Now, Shanna goes by Liz to certain people in her life. Um, She goes by Liz to Dave. So I'm going to call her Liz for the majority of this. Um, So at first, things are really great with Liz. um, And uh, they had kids the same age. Like, they really hit it off. There was obviously attraction there. Like, Liz was always down for a good time, if you know what I mean. Like, Mm -hmm. Yeah. Fun-loving girl. (laughs) Um, And she was, like, around Dave's age as well. They had sex on the fourth date, and Dave let her know he wasn't looking for anything serious, like, just like he had with all these other people before Mm -hmm. he slept with her. She's, like, Gucci with this, okay? Um, But Dave's also, at this time, hooking up with Beth, Mary, Kathy, Joyce, list goes on, okay? Good for him, but he's been open. Yeah, I was going to say he's been open, and I don't remember the time frame either. Like, how long is he talking with Liz when he meets her or with these other people when he meets her. It's kind of like nebulous. It's not like he was, I don't know. I just don't think he was like player of all players. I think he was just like kind of rotating through. I think so too. Yeah. And like when he met new people, he met new people. It wasn't, yeah. yeah. I don't think he was like seeing a different like woman every single night or something like insane. He wasn't like going out to bars and hooking up like with randoms. No, 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 no. I think he just like, you know, wanted that company from what I could understand. That wasn't like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, I get what you're saying. Um, so Liz started to explain to Dave that this was not actually all she wanted, mm-hmm. that she wanted something. And I, I feel like we've kind of all been there with a guy in our life sometimes where you're like, think you're down for companionship, but then you like maybe want more. Yeah, but like also it's to the point of like, well, he's told you. So it's like, can't, come on, let's like take things at face value. Because normally when people tell you who they are, mm-hmm. they are who they are, you mm-hmm. know? Um, and so she says she can't even understand how he can do this to someone. She could never. Um, she couldn't understand. And she shouldn't have be with him. That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> like, like voice your opinion if they're like, no, I'm good. Like, then just yeah. walk away. Yeah, don't get this high and mighty thing, right? So she's like, um, you know, and she says like, you know, we've been together, you know, at this point for like six months. So she feels like she's like a she's owed some of his time and it's mm-hmm. like no because he explained it out up front yeah he's like very upfront about it yeah so at this point in time dave's like okay well we're obviously not vibing anymore so i don't know if he officially broke up with liz but in his mind they're broken up like he's not calling i mean if texting. you're not with someone how do you break up with someone you're not with exactly you know what i mean I mean, he was seeing her That's talking true. to her for six months he doesn't know but he's probably like yeah. Okay, cool. We just won't call you anymore. 
Yeah, yeah. So they just like kind of stopped talking. They were off at this point. And they'd been on and off before in their time. I mean, it's been six months and he's not into anything serious as well, right? Um, So during that time, actually, like that they're kind of broken up, an attractive blonde woman walks into Dave's auto shop. They click instantly. And as they leaned over her Ford Explorer's hood, apparently they touched hands. Oh, yeah. So like they've got a spark. Dave was trying to like put his little like fishing rod out there and see what he would catch. So he just kind of says in passing that he's on the dating website, plenty of fish, right? (laughs) He's like, can I help you with that oil change? By the way, I'm on plenty of fish. (laughs) Just to let you know I'm out there. (laughs) I'm single. it out there. Okay. (laughs) So he's he's delighted to find that this tall, gorgeous, fit blonde woman named Carrie Farver on the site just a couple weeks later. He sees her like profile on there. I didn't know they ran into each other on Honey of Fish. That's funny. So it was like, yes, yeah. But this is kind of funny. He messaged her and he says, hey, I know you. But he didn't know that Carrie had actually heard him say Plenty of Fish. And that night she went home and signed up for Plenty of Fish because oh, she was that's like. cute. Didn't she have to go back and get her car sometimes? Could she like, <laughs> there's probably an easier way that you could have like run into him. But well, that's kind of how they made their next date because they kind of messaged a little bit, but she had to do something else with her car. And I guess they kind of like they kind of like solidified plans and they end up on their first date at Applebee's. Oh, like go to the Applebee's. <laughs> There's more to eat here than Applebee's. Just saying. Yeah. But a lot of yes. farm to table, but yes. <laughs> so they go to Applebee's. Um, but before that, let me just explain who Carrie Farber is. So Carrie Farber is an extremely smart woman, a computer programmer who already had a son of her own. He was a teenager at that point in time named Max. She and her son, and he's like her world, this Mm -hmm. child. Um, She and her son, Max, lived in nearby Macedonia. Am I pronouncing that right? Am I butchering it? Sounds right to me. Oh, Iowa, Macedonia, Iowa. Okay. Spell check. Fact check. I'm very bad at pronunciation. Obviously, can't talk. Um, From Google, that looks to be about 40 minutes away. I'm thinking that's correct as well. So she had been diagnosed at one point in her life with bipolar disorder as well. Just okay. good to know. Good to know. Um, but she's still a very positive person who had recently discussed with her mother actually discontinuing her bipolar medication because she was like, I'm doing so well. Problem with that is... Discuss that with your doctor. Yeah. That's like a big... Not a red flag for me for her. I just don't know if she... Like, did she talk to her doctor? That, that's unclear to me. Because normally with those kind of medications, they need to wean you off, you know, yeah. and make sure you are okay. Because sometimes the medication... There's a lot of checks and balances. Yeah, yeah. it can make you feel better, you know. So, I mean, I, God, I feel like at this point we've all been on antidepressants before. So, yeah, it's definitely something you have to, like, contact your doctor yeah. about. Um, and that's, like, such a side rant. But anyway, so her and Dave go to Applebee's. They really hit it off. Um, Dave soon asked if she wants to, like, continue the day to his place, you know. Oh, God. And she's like, sure. So they head over to his place. But no sooner had they walked in the door that Liz started blowing up his phone. Oh, geez. Go away, yes. Liz. It's busy. Yeah. So he finally, like, answers his phone. Um, he had actually answered it at um, Applebee's, like, before. And you see, like, excuse himself from the table just because she mm-hmm. was, like, already mm-hmm. kind of, like, blowing things up. And he was like, what is going on? And she's like, I have left, like, things at your place that I need to get. And I need to get them now. And he was like, okay, well, I'm on a date now. Oh, that to me as a woman, I would be like, oh, I'm so sorry. I interrupted your date. Like, 
I mean, I can understand being <laughs> peeved, but yeah. also like you left your stuff. Come get it when he's free. Exactly. That too. Take but a hint. Also, I'm like, that's like as an ex, like even if you were just leaving with him, it still oh, it's would salt probably in the strike wound. A, a chord. <laughs> yeah. I'd be like a date. Excuse you. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. But yeah, so he's at home with Carrie now and she's still blowing up his phone and she's soon like at his apartment buzzer. Okay. So he explains to Carrie and Carrie's been seeing this. Like, Carrie's not stupid. Carrie's been seeing all of this. Yeah. And he's like. I'm sorry, like, my ex is here. She just needs to grab some things. And Carrie's, he's like, I remember her being, like, super cool about it. Carrie was like, don't worry. Like, this happens to all of us. Like, everyone's had an ex that's trying to, like, grab their stuff. Back. But yeah, yeah like, just with- grab my stuff and get out of here. <laughs> You're like, sure. Uh-huh. Yeah, so she's like, don't worry about it. And she leaves. But when he opens the door, Liz is actually, like, right there. So her and Liz kind of pass each other, which I'm sure was, like, super oh, awkward. Yeah. yeah. And it was, like, just, like, a little, like, a... They didn't say anything to each other. So, like, Dave was, like, there seeing it. But, yeah. So, Liz comes in. She's, like, pissed. She even wants to talk to Dave. But Dave is, like, I don't fucking want to talk to you. You just ruined my date. Just grab your stuff. And get out. Yeah. Because uh, suddenly a toothbrush, toothpaste, and some pots and pans were, like, the most important thing in her life that moment. That she'd been leaving She had to come get them right now. She needed to get there. So, he's, like, just go. So, she did. So um, I guess afterwards, one of them, either Dave or Carrie, contacted the other. I would assume it was Dave, like, calling her to just be like, oh, that was, like, crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, but that's just me assuming. But, but he ended up actually going to Carrie's house that night. So it was only, like, 9 o'clock when Liz oh, left. Okay. Super yeah. early. So he was, like, she invited him over. Max was actually at his grandparents. Carrie had arranged that. So I think she thought things oh, were, like, yeah. going to go well. And um, so he comes over. They start making out. And then Carrie stops him and is like, before we go any further, farther, I just need to let you know that, like, I'm not looking for a boyfriend. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Dave's like, jackpot. Dave's like, like, yeah, me neither. No, just yeah. attached to this. Yeah. So perfect. So the two of them are doing amazing. They've been seeing each other for like two weeks at this point. Dave felt super comfortable with her. So comfortable, in fact, that Carrie not only had a key to his house, but she actually. Two weeks. Two weeks. I oh, know. Man. You know, it's handing out keys two weeks in. Well, it's so funny because like I dated a guy off of Tinder and we ended up having like a, almost like a year long relationship. Um, but it was wild to me. Like the first um, night I stayed over at his place, he just like gave me his house code and I was like, Boys don't, they don't get it. Girls do don't hand out keys. I don't know. No, <laughs> I'm like, you could get, I could be crazy. Like, how do you know I'm not crazy? Like, I wasn't, but how do you know, you sir? You don't know that yet. <laughs> but anyways, um, she had been actually staying at his place temporarily. Carrie had at Dave's. Oh. Um, Cause there was like this work project she had to do and it was actually here in Omaha. So there was a better commute for her, like a 10 minute commute from Dave's place than like an oh. hour commute commute from her home in Macedonia. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Mm. So Max was still staying with his grandparents, obviously gave her some time to get to know Dave as well, you know, um, and both adults. Yeah, definitely. So things are going super well until the morning of November 13th, 2012. So Dave had gotten up for work like usual. Carrie was already up early too, sitting on the couch, laptop in front of her already hard at work in her pajamas. Okay. And he was actually looking forward to like getting home that night and like spending time with Carrie. Right. So he gives her a kiss goodbye and said, see you later tonight. But shortly after returning or heading to work, um, he gets a message from Carrie. Uh, it says they should live together permanently. Um, yeah. yeah, I already have questions, but I'm going to hold hold that thought. How long have they been together? A couple uh, weeks? Two weeks, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and Dave's like, whoa. 
Yeah, well, yeah, you gave out your key, but it doesn't mean we want you here forever. <laughs> yeah, and they've discussed it. And, like, mm-hmm. she had been the one that had initiated the, like, I don't want a relationship. Yeah. So he messages back, no. And she <laughs> immediately respond, responds, fine, fuck you. I'm seeing someone else. Don't contact me again. I hate you. Go away. Yeah, which is, like, out of character given, like, this two-week, like, yeah. smooth sailing. Yeah, totally like a 180 response. Um, and he was totally shook by it. And sure enough, he got home and there was no Carrie and none of her stuff left in his house. Yeah. Crazy. So, but he'd seen, he'd only known Carrie for like two weeks. So he didn't know Carrie. He's like, well, maybe she was crazy. See yeah. you later. Dodged a bullet on that one. So he's just feeling thankful that like she was out of his life. But was she? Because a couple of days later, Dave started to receive an onslaught of abusive text messages and emails from Carrie. Things like, we belong together, Dave. I will do what I can to make you suffer. Ah. I love you. Don't ignore me, or I will tear your whore's eyes out and slit her throat. Um. Yeah, so he was like, I thought I dodged one crazy and I found another. Yeah, yeah. So Carrie's like going nuts, and what's insane is, Poor Liz was getting these messages. You talk about the crazy ex. This mm-hmm. poor woman, she's getting these messages from Carrie. Mm-hmm. And she's like, how the fuck did she even get my email and my like phone number? Yeah. So she contacts Dave and she's like, what the fuck? Like your ex is like contacting me. Like, I don't want this. And she's not even the only ex to receive these messages. His ex Amy's receiving these abusive oh, messages. His kids, his kids mom. His yeah. kids mom. Yeah. So yeah. all of these women are getting these messages. Like it was like, if you were in Dave's life, you were getting messages from Carrie. Yeah. Dave, keep it. Yeah. But what's even crazier is poor Liz. Like, so she comes home one day and her garage is spray spray painted with a message that says whore from Dave. Whore from Dave? Yeah. It doesn't even make sense. From Dave. What? (laughs) I'm like, what does that mean? Yeah. From Dave? Was she born of him? Um, <laughs> getting message from him? <laughs> <laughs> so she calls Dave, and obviously she files a, a police report as well, like naturally you would. Yeah. And Dave just feels terrible like for her about this. He's like, I'm so sorry this crazy woman has like descended upon your life. This is my fault, right? Yeah. They actually end up re- rekindling what they had before because I feel like that's just something with people too. When you have a mutual enemy, we seem to like... You're like, okay, I'm on your side of the table now. Definitely, definitely. And with that, like... Liz actually like stopped being crazy like during this time she was far more standoffish I don't know if it's because she was leading by example like seeing Carrie and how like unhinged she'd been since like the breakup with Dave but she was just like she was backed off from Dave at that point so the messages though of course that's like upset Carrie that Liz and Dave are like kind of getting back together right so the messages were getting increasingly threatening and worrisome like for instance one night Dave's sitting watching TV at home and he receives texts from Carrie about how his feet are propped up and he's wearing his nice blue shirt that she knows. Wow. And you're like, no, I'm at home, creeper. Well, he, it was accurate. So yeah. he's yeah. like, oh my God, she can like see me. Mm-hmm. Like, how can she see me? It's super creepy. And now, of course, if you're like me, you're wondering why the fuck is he not contacting the cops? Because as a woman, I'm like, They'd be there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, can you just sit outside? Yeah. So post up. Right. Just stay there forever, even though they never would. But, you know, um, well, apparently he had contacted the cops. But like most stalking cases, especially back like a decade ago, because it's literally like a decade ago. We're coming into 2022 soon. That seems insane because I, I mean, like I, we've already talked about this. Like I know about this case, mm-hmm. um, but 
it's been a while. It's been a decade. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's kind of crazy. It seems like just the recent past, to be honest. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so he was not taken seriously. I mean, when you think about it, like it's rare for a woman to report stalking and be taken seriously. Yeah. And what are they going to do for a man? Exactly. Um, and not to mention our justice system works in the way of like innocent till proven guilty. Yeah. So there's nothing our police can really do until someone does something that's like, it's like endangering someone or something. Yeah. Yes. It's all mostly in our society victim blaming as a form of prevention, you know, mm-hmm. like, Oh, maybe you can change up your schedule so that like you don't like put yourself in that situation. I know he's received like major heat too. Like, well, maybe you shouldn't have been like dating multiple women and they would, this wouldn't have happened to you. Like, no, no, but no, you should be able to date. Yeah. Like, I don't care how many people you're dating as long as you're open and honest about that. Yeah. He was open and honest. Yeah. So crazy to me. No, he should not receive hate Poor Dave. Um, and they told him to like, you know, change your number, you know, make sure your blinds are shut, like preventative, Mm-hmm. Victim blaming things on his end, right? And he's like, you know, like this is my. He just wants to live his life. Yeah, like he just wanted to go to work. Yeah, see his girlfriend or see girls on the side or whatever, and yeah. go home, see his kids. Like, not at the yeah. same time, go home, see his kids. Who <laughs> he separated from their mother. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's a comment in there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Dave kind of just resigned himself, like when he wasn't taken seriously. To this is my life now. I guess mm-hmm. sucks. Yeah. Poor man. And everyone's getting harassed, like, in the meantime. In the meantime, yeah, everyone's getting harassed. So these messages actually become kind of a joke between him and Liz about crazy Carrie and what she's going to do next. Oh, yeah. Because they'd be hanging out, and the text would be popping up on his phone, right? And on her phone, too. She'd be Mm -hmm. receiving the same kind of text. So um, two months into Carrie's sudden disappearance from his house and reappearance into his messaging, Dave Krupa noticed a car outside his home. Police respond only to find one fingerprint on a mint jar, and it doesn't come up in any FBI database. So, we still don't know where this crazy woman is. It was wild the havoc that she was creating in his life by claiming to know, like, like all of this stuff, like, and how the relationship began. It was just nuts. So, I'll just list a few things that she did, because there's honestly, like, way too much. It's a laundry list. Oh, my God. It's like God. files. It's like, like... Well, the files detectives files would of lay- what they have, yeah. of text messages, of like all of the harassing oh, yeah. behaviors. Well, the yeah. detectives would later say that it would have taken her like a 40 hour work week to compile everything she job. did. Yep. Yeah. To harass. Oh my God. Like I just, this is the craziest case I've read about in a while. So, and if you want to know more about like these instances or any other instances, like Tangled Web by Leslie Roll, go buy it because it's crazy. Um, so they, she vandalized Dave's car. Um, wrote Dave loves fat horse with her key into it on his car on his car into his car oh yeah um, vandalized his workplace again with spray paint it said Dave beats women at his work at his work or Dave I know vandalized Liz car and on carved into her car was whore stop seeing Dave and just to like refresh everyone. Carrie was seeing Dave for two weeks. Two weeks, and this is like what as a came mutually of it. like friends with benefits type relationship. Yeah. So sent a photo to Dave of a woman, a woman resembling Liz, blindfolded and gagged in the back of a trunk of a car. What? Yeah. Um, she insisted that Dave dump her over voicemail or get and get back with like Carrie, or he would never see Liz again. So. 
he had a voicemail that was saying to dump Liz. No, she like messaged him this and said oh. like dump like if you don't dump Liz, like I've got gotcha. Liz in the back of like my trunk, I will kill her. Like Ooh. yeah, you'll never see her again. So Crazy. he calls Carrie's bluff and calls Liz and is like, "Are you safe?" And Liz was like, "Huh, like I'm fine. Like thanks for being like, uh-huh. you know, yeah. thanks for thinking of me, you know." They wrote a fake obituary for Liz and it said that like Liz had died that day, May 11th, 2013. So that was, so you, keep in mind, this is May 11th, 2013. So, um, Carrie and him broke up in November of 2012. So this so has been like going on. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah a long time. Um, so the obituary read, I didn't know her very well. Um, uh, except that she was a whore and a man stealer. Um, and there was like tons of atrocious grammar in this, by the way. Mm-hmm. So she kept stealing my man. She is unable to get her own man and she has to keep taking everyone else's men. Like it's written terribly. You're so like how many me. men? I know. <laughs> Thank God she is gone. Good riddance. Riddance is spelled two separate <laughs> words to you. Apparently, um, apparently the writer meant to type good riddance to you. Um, but yeah, um, Liz was not dead, which is great. Um, Oh, but okay. yeah, that's um, just like ratcheting up the crazy, <sighs> crazy. Um, she would also create fake women on Plenty of Fish to catfish Dave with. What? <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. Oh. She was even starting to starting to like contact women in Dave's life um, that he was because, of course, he's still keeping things casual. So he's mm-hmm. still seeing Liz, but he's like he's like on see, Plenty of Fish. Still. Yeah, just like he was before. So and did she catch him? Did she get him? Liz? Well, like. Did those pro- fake profiles work? Oh, um, I I feel like a couple of times they did because like that's how he knows that this was like that, happening. That was set, a setup. Yeah, but yeah, um, yeah, crazy. Oh god, I know. I feel like this is cyber stalking or whatever at the be- at its infancy because like plenty of fish is like one of the first we've talked about plenty of fish before. Like in um, other cases, talk about like online dating and the dangers mm. of online dating and like. It's like, oh, yeah, plenty yeah. of fish. Someone, so I talked about Sydney Loof, which was another yeah. Nebraska crime. I did that yep. on my TikTok. And um, someone was, like, really rude to me about, because I always like to have a call to action. So talked about, like, just being aware of who you're meeting online. Unfortunately, there was nothing I don't think that Sydney could have right. done. She was entrapped in that whole horrible situation mm-hmm. um, that led to her being murdered. But I um, started talking about, you know, just, just being aware of who you're talking to online because they feel like, we're getting into the time where this is the only way to kind of be accepting of like, that's the, that's how we date now is yeah. online dating. And I feel like it was just ingrained in test millennial kids, like stranger danger, online danger, you mm-hmm. know, blah, blah, blah. And I got so much hate from generation Z for that. Cause they were like, no, it's fine. And like, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, you should always, it's sad to say, but you should be suspicious until prove it. Like until you build trust with someone, not the other way, like trusting until you yeah. get like red flags. Yeah, I was just, like, surprised. Because like, they're strangers. They're strangers. Yeah, and, like, complete strangers, too. Like, you don't know their family, usually, or anything else. So, anyways. Um, but I feel like it's bold that Dave, at this point in time, sorry, getting back to Dave, um, was um, seeing these other women, like, as much as he was, since he's receiving daily about 60 to 100 texts and emails from Carrie. Yeah, I was going to say, it's like a full-time job of this yeah. harassment. Yeah. 
Um, and I was like, wouldn't you have like warned um, the women that you're seeing that this like, is like going Don't on? drag me into this. <laughs> so one of the women that he started um, talking to on Plenty of Fish was named Jessica, according to Tangled Web. I don't know if Jessica's name was changed or not. Sure. Um, but Jessica and Dave were messaging on Plenty of Fish when they decided to become Facebook friends. No sooner had they, had, um, they accepted each other's request than C. Leah Farber messaged Jessica. Mm-hmm. She wrote, so you must be Dave's new whore. He has herpes from the whore he was dating. I would watch out for him. Oof. And she started sending like a bunch of messages. One of them said, I will come and kill your fucking kids. I have a, killed a dog owned by Dave's last whore. He tried to be with me or he tried to be with I couldn't find any like things supporting that she killed a dog. I also couldn't find anything supporting that like um, he had, Dave had herpes. <laughs> You're like googling. Does Dave have herpes? Poor <laughs> Google. Poor Dave. <laughs> Carrie would claim. Poor Dave. Well, just, if he listens to this, he's like, he's you like, googled I, that he's I like have I don't have herpes. I don't have herpes. Just for the record, <laughs> Dave enters the chat. I did not have herpes. <laughs> Pretty comments from Dave. <laughs> oh. oh man, I really want to meet Dave because I just want to know like how all these women found him so like he's just got to have some kind of magnetism or something, man. Crazy because the poor guy's decently normal. Like he looks from like interviews it. and stuff. Like he's man. I don't know. It's not that weird. Like he just went to work. You know, had an apartment, did his own thing. Yep. And then Crazy Carrie came around. Oh my Lord. So Carrie would claim to know where Jessica lived. And Jessica was so terrified, she actually had to explain Stranger Danger again to her children <gasps> and let her children know that even women can be dangerous. Yeah. And that's sad, That's though. sad. And that's just from one Facebook friend. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they were messaging on Plenty of Fish, one Facebook friend request, and she's in the thick of it. Yeah. So Carrie repeated again to her, I will cut your kids' throats and yours while you sleep. That was enough for Jessica. Jessica unfriended Dave, and the messages stopped as quickly as they started. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine the psychological trauma of that? Because, like, for weeks, no. Jessica was, like, looking over the back of her shoulder oh, yeah. for Carrie. You wouldn't feel, like, comfortable at all. No. So um, she was not the only woman to withstand this harassment. So longtime high school flame of Dave's, Heather Tweed. So this woman and him kind of had, like, this on-again, off-again, almost friends with benefits type situation, right? So it was shortly after a breakup that she was hanging out with Dave at his house. And I think they'd gone out with friends, too, at some point um, from what I'd read. But honestly, Heather's, like, totally relatable to me. She seems super chill. Um, but <laughs> from what I read. You're like, I want to be Heather. I'm I want to like, be Dave. Wanna, yeah, I want to be friends with all these people. I mean, not certain people, but um, Dave and Heather, we could go get a drink. Um, so she's at his place when his phone starts, like, blowing up. Normal carry, right? Mm-hmm. Dave's not really paying attention because he's, like... Normal this happens carry. every time. Yeah, yeah, this is my life now. Um, and his doorknob freaking jiggled. <gasps> no. So scary. And she's like shown up there before. Yeah. So, it did, but he's never seen her is the only oh, thing. Oh, she. we thought she was outside because she was saying, texting him what he's wearing yes, and stuff. That's but he hasn't seen her since 2012. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. So later that night, while the two of them are in his bed, like, I don't know if they're sleeping or whatever, but a brick was thrown through his window. Oh, no. That's yeah. like physical harassment. Heather said scary. It, oh, she said it. Heather said it was so loud. It was like a gunshot. Like, can you imagine? 
And then how terrifying that is. And then you got a freaking window. And then Heather froze the rest of the night. She talked about that. And I was like, you poor thing. Like, oh, I'd be out of there. What the hell? She oh, stayed there. I'd be like, oh, I'm no. Gone. You have a crazy stalker. <laughs> yeah. But somehow things would get worse. So in August of 2013, Liz's house burned to the ground. Oh, God. <laughs> it's wild. And um, I remember, this is why I remember, but she had like pets. She had pets in her house. I think it was she like did. a snake. Sorry, snakes are pets. Yeah. Yes. But like, yeah, she had her she had her pets there, so there and her whole pets. house burned down. Yeah, four pets in the house. There's a cat, two dogs, and a snake. Um, and what's weird is they were all enclosed in one room. So whoever had done this had like locked them in that room. Mm. They died of smoke inhalation. Poor babies. Sad. We definitely need to put a trigger warning on this for animals. I just mm. realized cruelty to animals. That. Yeah. Um. So horrible. Um. Thankfully, her children weren't inside. Fire investigators believed immediately it was arson because he said, like, there was, like, a can on the floor and fires don't just, like, Mm-mm. start in different places in your house. You know, they, they start in one area and then they grow, right? So, obviously, after this incident, Dave bought a pistol and I cannot blame him. Yeah, because it's escalating. The brick, the fire. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. It went from, like, cyber stalking, harassing others, texting. Yeah. And at this point in time, Dave and um, Liz were in one of their off periods, too. Like, cause they, they're still on and off, uh-huh. you know, mm-hmm. um, especially with his like lifestyle. Right. Um, so they kind of get back together on this. Oh. Um, yeah. But the pistol that he bought, it would soon go missing from the box <laughs> that he kept it in. Oh no. I know. Oh no. Okay. So let's pause and go back in time. Buckle up folks. Buckle up. Because now we're starting to enter the third fucking year of this harassment from Carrie Farver in Nebraska. I'm like tired from this harassment. Like, can you imagine like day to day? Like, what did you say? 75 to a hundred text messages. Yeah. Like I just remember when this case was presented, it was like piles of paper of text messages. Have you ever had like a stalking incident at all? Um, yes. I have had a minor one. It's the most horrific. Like, doesn't it feel like you're, your it's a violation life. because they, because they can show up wherever yeah. you don't feel safe if you're at home anymore and you don't feel safe going out. Cause you're like, yeah. what if they're there? Yeah. And then like too, like even when you travel away, you're either worried about your home or you're worried that they're going to follow you somehow. Like it's so, mm-hmm. it was the most violating experience of my life. Like I was like, and, and it, obviously Dave's like super chill about it because like, <sighs> So chill. I'm like, <laughs> He's Dave. like just going about his life, going to the same work, taking the same routes, dating the same people. Yeah. But no, it's not that chill at all. It's not. It's, it's terrifying. Yeah, it scars you. So Carrie um, it has been harassing them for about three years now, which is interesting because back in Iowa, Carrie Farver has been missing since November of 2012 and she never reported from work. And she was like reported missing like right away. She was. Yeah. So her family and friends have no idea where she is. Now keep in mind, we're dealing with two different police departments, two different counties, two Two different different states. states. So the police don't talk to each other like that. Okay. So to break it down a little bit, like, you know how when you fly into Omaha, your GPS will say like, Hey, you've, you've entered into Iowa. Hey, you're back into Nebraska. You can be Mm -hmm. on the same road, I guess, and have, um, like parts of it be Iowa and parts of it be Nebraska. And so that's why like Omaha council bluffs, I guess is like one in the same, but it's really not when it comes down to jurisdiction. Okay. So then it makes it a little bit more confusing. I would imagine for like the police. Yeah. Cause they, they they don't compare notes. Don't sit around and compare notes. No, that's always the thing with true crime. Problem usually. Yeah. You usually find like it's in two different counties and they don't realize like they've got a serial killer on their hands or like Mm -hmm. whatever. Right. So yeah. So in Nebraska, crazy carry Iowa, 
missing Carrie. So now Carrie's family had been in contact with her. Yeah. Um, the person who had Carrie's phone had actually messaged the family explaining that they were taking another job in Kentucky, which initially her son, Max actually backed up. Hmm. How old's Max again? I think he was like 14 or 15 at this point in time. Don't quote me, but he was was with the grandparents. He was with the grandparents. Yeah. He was like an older teen though. I know that Mm -hmm. at that point he was in high school. I know that because they were just making sure he got to classes. It wasn't like a take my child kind of thing. Right. Um, and she said that she would be back soon to pick Max up and bring her, like him with her. Only she never went back to her son for her son and to Carrie's mom, Nancy, who knew this was an imposter. She was like, it's even more terrifying to think that this person was even thinking about coming and picking up Carrie's son and taking them with her. Yeah. What the hell? Like what the fuck? So Carrie is missing. However, this seems to fall on deaf ears to the police. So like you said, they reported like her missing immediately, like Mm -hmm. her mom and her dad, they were like uncharacteristic. Carrie loves her son. Carrie never would have just left without Max, you know? Yeah. And you have Um, to remember, she's like a software engineer or she's like, she's very smart. She's very capable. She's very dependable. Yeah. Um, Yeah. She has friends and family that love her. Like it would be uncharacteristic for her to go missing and just not come back. Yeah. But as Leslie Rule will say in her book, Carrie Farver is one of 661,593 people to be reported missing in 2012. Only 2,079 of those people were ever recovered in the United States. Yeah, that's horrifying. Horrifying that that many people go missing a year in the United States. Was that this year's numbers? That was 2012. That was 2012. So I was going to say, because now I know, obviously, like we have a little bit more of a footprint. I wonder what the number, it's still horrible. You can still go missing in America. Oh, you're wrong. It's terrifying. Yeah. And unless you're of a certain demographic, Mm -hmm. no one's probably going to hear about it. But anyway, um, when she was reported missing to the police, Carrie's mom had mentioned that Carrie was thinking about coming off of her bipolar medication. I hate that mental like illness, if you want to call that, call it that, like, right. Um, yeah. can ha- carry that stigma where they're like, Oh, they must've just like dropped off the face of the earth. That explains it. Like, yeah. And that's no. why the police initially like dismissed the case totally mm-hmm. because they were like, they tried to explain to Nancy. They were like, well, sometimes when people just stop their medication, especially without a doctor's like approval or notice, they just start doing things that seem like uncharacteristic or unexplainable to family members or people that they love. So they were trying to explain it to her that way when Nancy was like, no, I know my daughter. I know she wouldn't have done this. And as one of my favorite YouTubers, Dr. Grande, who I don't know if he's like a psychiatrist or psychologist, but he's on YouTube. He just like goes through cases and just talks about like why people sometimes might be like feeling that way or whatever. Um, When he talked about this case, he pointed out that like if the police had even understood bipolar disorder in the most minute ways, they would have understood that there are like phases. There's mania and mania would not have lasted four fucking years. Oh, not four years. That's what I'm saying. Like that's like a reasonable explanation on face value that like, Mm -hmm. Hey, people act out in characteristic, uh, like out of character when they stop their meds. Okay. They don't like they come back. They come they back. Come back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's none of it made any sense. And that's uh. not an excuse to stop looking for her. Mm-hmm. So, but police would then say, well, Carrie's been in contact with you. So like, wouldn't worry about it. Not over the phone. Of course, this Carrie refused text message. to call or take calls. Um, but yes, over Facebook texts and emails, 
The entire time Carrie's family had been trying to tell police this was an imposter and not Carrie. Carrie didn't text or post like this person did. Carrie knew how to spell. She's a very smart woman. Carrie wouldn't have written hateful messages to her friends and family. She wouldn't be swearing as much as this person did. And Carrie wouldn't have missed her birthday, her son's birthday, most certainly not the death of her beloved father, Denny, who'd been fighting cancer for years. Mm-mm. Max had tried to contact this person he knew was not his mother. They responded to him by saying, hey, little man, that's absolutely disgusting so to scary me. That the, yep, yep, yep. Oh, something Carrie would never have called her son to. Mm-mm. Max asked her three questions. Witness test. Yes, that only Carrie Farber would know. What's the name of their first boxer? What's, what's their dog, right? Yeah. What was his childhood friend's best name? And what best his middle name. name was. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Mm-hmm. So he received no response from this person. Yeah. In fact, she had even posted this rambling Facebook message. And there's like spelling error after spelling error. Oh. <laughs> and I'm like, wait, what is she trying to say? Wait, I'm not done yet. But um, it's not even legible in some points. No, because it doesn't. It's like nonsensical. Mm. Um, question. Maybe, you know, maybe um, you saw something on this. Carrie Farber's Facebook. Um, this Facebook and we've kind of made mention is like an imposter Facebook. Mm. Isn't that weird? Didn't that like seem weird to anyone or did did her real Facebook get hacked? Um, I believe it was her real Facebook, but then she would make multiple profiles. Okay. Cause I knew there was like some confusion around profiles and like seeing this and being like, wait, you're posting this, but it's going to your real friends, your yeah. fake friends. So this was like, like her, this is her Facebook. Yeah. Facebook. Okay. Yeah. That's been um, hacked into by this person. Oh, crazy. And that person had even like changed her photo to a photo of her father and yeah, her. It's her and her father. It's so disgusting. After because he, he died. Yeah. And she hadn't made his funeral. And she'd even like messaged her mom and said like, mom, I'm so sorry. I missed dad's funeral. And then Nancy was like, okay, if you are, and if you are Carrie, then call me. Everyone was asking. Yeah. And call from me. that Facebook message, everybody's asking her to call, call, prove it, show up, like come own it. Yeah. It wouldn't be until years later that her disappearance would finally be taken seriously by two detectives, Avis and Doty. So after Avis and Doty started reviewing the case file, they discovered one main focus, Liz. Yes. Which was weird to them because Liz and Carrie had only seen each other for like, what, 10 seconds in passing. passing. in the hall. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So why was Carrie so obsessed with Liz? Yet her name was on all of the reports. Liz, 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 Liz. So Carrie also hadn't used her checking account in years. Rarely does someone take off without using their checking account. No, missing. Weird. Now, back in 2013, both Dave and Liz had gladly handed their phones over to the police so they could figure out where the fuck Carrie was, who, mm-hmm. the, like, what was going on, right? So Avis and Doty had started to notice all of these messages from Carrie, and they started going through them meticulously. These men put in over 30,000 hours worth of work that, like, they didn't get paid for. Like, it was ridiculous oh God, the amount yeah. of time they spent, like, trying well, to cover this. because that's what the, the digital footprint, there was, like, so, so, so many texts, so calls, emails, Facebook messages. Yeah. Crazy. So, they inspect, they started to, too, suspect, just like the family, that this wasn't Carrie. It was uh-huh. an imposter. And the imposter... They thought it was Liz. Oh my God. Liz. It's Liz. It's Liz. 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 
Yes. It like gives me the fact that Dave has been dating this woman for like years now. I mean, casually, yeah. but she's been in his house. No, she's been around. She's, and when you like uh, play it back, you're like, oh shit, Liz was there. Yeah. Oh, shit. Liz was there. Yeah. Oh, shit. Liz's house burned down. It's so crazy. And when we look into more, like I, I feel like we're going to have to like step away and this is going to be like a part one, but we'll come back like immediately. Like we're dropping both of these today because yes. like it needs to be, you can't like, wait. You, you have to, you have to this. come back because it's fucking <laughs> wild because like care, the stuff that Liz did to be Carrie is oh, it's bananas. disgusting. And uh-huh. they think that Carrie is dead. So the fact that she probably murdered Carrie and has been carrying on this as Carrie person. Like it makes sense when you look at like, you're like, oh, well suddenly she's been really calm about Dave and all his girlfriends. She hasn't really. Cause she's been Carrie on the mm-hmm. side. So yeah, we're going to hop into like how they came up with this idea. Like I have, we have not even gotten into the insanity because I, every time I would be like, there's no way this case can get any crazier. But then you're like, no, Truth is stranger than fiction. It seriously so, is. So bizarre. The fact that you can burn down your own fucking house with your goddamn animals inside it. Uh-huh. Horrifying. And she locked them in the room. And she locked them in the room. Uh-huh. And her she babies. keyed her own car. And she keyed his car. And she threw a brick through a window. And, and she spray painted his workplace. And uh, like, what the hell, Liz? And she goes, she's brazen enough to go to the police and keep filing reports about all of this harassment. I know, but like, like, I'm getting harassed. To be fair, they haven't taken her seriously and they haven't taken Dave seriously True. at all. So like, why the fuck would she care? Yeah. File another route, like cover my tracks more and make mm-hmm. Dave feel more sympathy for me. Mm-hmm. So we'll get into all of this and how the police finally catch Liz in the next part. Um, but yeah, it's dropping now. So cheers. We'll be back in a second. Bye. Audible is the destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Allow your imagination to be piqued by stories that are brought to life through captivating sound design, eerie soundscapes, and dynamic performances. As an Audible member, you'll be able to keep your heart rate up month after month because you can choose one title a month to keep from the entire catalog, including the latest bestsellers and new releases. If you're in the mood for a shocking psychological thriller, check out None of This is True by Lisa Jewell. Embrace brand new exclusive thrillers from bestselling authors who are guaranteed to keep you gripped. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash thrill or text thrill to 500-500. That's audible.com slash thrill or text thrill to 500-500.